Question 1. Chapter 6. What are the three major principles of cell theory? All living organisms are composed of one or more cells. The cell is the basic unit of structure, function, and organization in all living organisms. Cells arise from pre-existing cells through cell division. Question 2. Be able to explain why a small size is advantageous for cells. Small size is advantageous for cells because it increases the surface area to volume ratio, allowing for more efficient exchange of nutrients and waste products, and requires less energy for transport and metabolism. Small cells are also more adaptable to changing environmental conditions. Question 3. Be able to define resolution. Resolution in biology refers to an imaging system's ability to distinguish between closely spaced objects or structures as separate entities. It is crucial for visualizing and studying the subcellular structures that are essential to cells, and high-resolution techniques like electron and super-resolution microscopy are used for this purpose. Question 4. Describe the two major types of microscopes. For each major type, list two subtypes. State the advantages of each subtype. Two major types of microscopes are optical and electron microscopes. Compound and dissecting microscopes are the subtypes of optical microscopes, while transmission and scanning electron microscopes are the subtypes of electron microscopes. The advantages of optical microscopes are that they are easy to use and maintain, and they can view living specimens. The advantages of electron microscopes are that they provide higher resolution and allow for detailed study of the internal structure and ultrastructure of specimens. Question 5. List the four basic features common to all cells. All cells have a cell membrane, cytoplasm, genetic material, and ribosomes. Question 6. List the two major types of cells. The two major types of cells are prokaryotic cells and eukaryotic cells. 7. List the two domains of prokaryotes. The two domains of prokaryotes are bacteria and archaea. 8. Describe the function of bacterial cell walls and state how bacterial cell walls differ from those of plant cells. Bacterial cell walls provide structural support and protect the cell from osmotic pressure. They differ from plant cell walls in that they are made up of peptidoglycan instead of cellulose and may also contain additional components, such as lipopolysaccharides. 9. Describe what flagella are. Flagella are whip-like structures used for motility in some cells, made of protein filaments that generate a propulsive force. 10. List the distinguishing features of eukaryotic cells. Eukaryotic cells are characterized by the presence of a nucleus, membrane-bound organelles, a more complex cytoskeleton, and larger size compared to prokaryotic cells. 11. Describe the structure of the nucleus, include how DNA is organized, what the nucleolus is, and how the nuclear envelope is structured. The nucleus is a membrane-bound organelle that contains the cell's genetic material organized into chromosomes. The nucleolus is a structure within the nucleus where ribosomes are assembled. The nuclear envelope consists of two phospholipid bilayer membranes that enclose the nucleus and are punctuated by nuclear pores, which allow for the exchange of materials between the nucleus and cytoplasm. 12. Define transcription. Transcription is the process by which the genetic information in DNA is used to synthesize a complementary RNA molecule. 13. Describe what ribosomes are, in what types of cells they are found, what ribosomes are made of, where ribosomes are located within cells, and what major function ribosomes perform. Ribosomes are molecular complexes that synthesize proteins by linking amino acids together in a specific order. They are found in all types of cells and are made of RNA and protein. Ribosomes are located in the cytoplasm and attached to the endoplasmic reticulum in eukaryotic cells. Their major function is protein synthesis. 
Ribosomes do not have membranes and are found in all types of cells. 14. State the functions of the rough ER and smooth ER. Know the major way that these two organelles differ. The rough endoplasmic reticulum, ER, is involved in protein synthesis and processing, while the smooth ER is involved in lipid synthesis and metabolism, as well as detoxification of drugs and other harmful substances. The major difference between the two organelles is that the rough ER has ribosomes attached to its surface, while the smooth ER does not. Question 15, Chapter 6. Describe the function of the Golgi apparatus. Indicate what functions occur at the cis-Golgi and trans-Golgi phases. The Golgi apparatus processes and modifies proteins and lipids synthesized in the endoplasmic reticulum. The cis-Golgi face receives these molecules and modifies them, while the trans-Golgi face packages and sorts them for transport to other cellular compartments or secretion. End of Part 1. Chapter 6. Part 2, 16. Describe how a protein is made, beginning with transcription of a gene and ending with the protein being trafficked in a vesicle to a specific region in the cell. A gene is transcribed into messenger RNA, which is then translated into a protein by ribosomes in the cytoplasm. The protein is then processed and modified in the endoplasmic reticulum and Golgi apparatus. After modification, the protein is packaged into vesicles and transported to its final destination in the cell by the cytoskeleton. 17. Describe the structure and function of lysosomes. Know that lysosomes contain enzymes that degrade proteins and that enzymes are proteins made by ribosomes. Lysosomes are membrane-bound organelles that contain hydrolytic enzymes which can degrade and recycle cellular waste, foreign substances, and damaged organelles. These enzymes are synthesized by ribosomes and are packaged into lysosomes in the Golgi apparatus. 18. Peroxisomes and vacuoles are two types of microbodies found in eukaryotic cells. State the functions of each. Peroxisomes detoxify harmful substances and are involved in lipid metabolism, while vacuoles store water, ions, nutrients, and degrade cellular waste. They also regulate pH and signaling pathways. 19. Describe how mitochondria are structured and indicate what major function mitochondria perform. Mitochondria are double-membrane-bound organelles with an inner and outer membrane. The inner membrane is highly folded to form cristae, which increase the surface area for energy production through aerobic respiration. Mitochondria produce ATP, the primary source of energy for cellular processes. 20. Describe how chloroplasts are structured and indicate what major function chloroplasts perform. Chloroplasts are double-membrane-bound organelles with an inner and outer membrane. They contain chlorophyll and other pigments that absorb light energy, which is used to power the process of photosynthesis. Chloroplasts convert light energy into chemical energy, producing organic molecules such as glucose that serve as the basis for the food chain. 21. Know the ways that prokaryotic cells differ from eukaryotic cells. Prokaryotic cells lack a true nucleus and membrane-bound organelles, while eukaryotic cells have both. Prokaryotic cells are smaller, simpler in structure, and have circular DNA, while eukaryotic cells are larger, more complex, and have linear DNA packaged into chromosomes. Prokaryotes have a peptidoglycan cell wall, while eukaryotes may have a cell wall made of different components. 22. Know the ways that animal cells differ from plant cells. Animal cells lack a cell wall and chloroplasts, while plant cells have both. Animal cells are typically smaller and rounder in shape, while plant cells are larger and have a more fixed shape due to the cell wall. Plant cells have a large central vacuole, while animal cells have small and sometimes multiple vacuoles. 
Plant cells store energy in the form of starch, while animal cells store it in the form of glycogen. Additionally, plant cells can carry out photosynthesis, while animal cells cannot. 23. Describe how eukaryotic cells evolved to have mitochondria and chloroplasts. It is believed that eukaryotic cells evolved to have mitochondria through endosymbiosis, where a host cell engulfed an aerobic bacterium that became a permanent resident, eventually evolving into the mitochondrion. Similarly, chloroplasts are thought to have arisen from endosymbiosis involving a photosynthetic cyanobacterium that became a permanent resident of a eukaryotic host cell. 24. List three pieces of evidence indicating that mitochondria and chloroplasts evolved from a symbiotic relationship between an archaeal cell and a bacterial cell. Three pieces of evidence indicating that mitochondria and chloroplasts evolved from a symbiotic relationship between an archaeal cell and a bacterial cell are the presence of DNA in these organelles, which resembles that of bacteria and archaea, the fact that these organelles divide through binary fission, as do bacteria, and the observation that mitochondria and chloroplasts are similar in size and shape to certain bacteria. 25. List the three major components of the cytoskeleton. For each component, list that component's major function, the monomers that make up that component, whether that component has structural polarity, the relative size of that component compared to the other components. The three major components of the cytoskeleton are microfilaments, intermediate filaments, and microtubules. Microfilaments provide cell support and motility, are made up of actin monomers, have structural polarity, and are the smallest component of the cytoskeleton. Intermediate filaments provide mechanical support, are made up of various protein monomers, have no structural polarity, and are intermediate in size. Microtubules provide cell shape, motility, and chromosome segregation, are made up of tubulin monomers, have structural polarity, and are the largest component of the cytoskeleton. 26. Describe the functions of centrosomes. Centrosomes are organelles found in eukaryotic cells that serve as microtubule organizing centers. They play a key role in cell division, facilitating the formation of the mitotic spindle and ensuring proper chromosome segregation. 27. Define motor protein. Motor proteins are a class of molecular motors that utilize ATP hydrolysis to generate directed movement along cytoskeletal filaments, such as microtubules and actin filaments. They play key roles in a variety of cellular processes, including intracellular transport, cell division, and cell motility. 28. Know what cilia and flagella know that they are composed of microtubules. Know that flagella feature a 9 plus 2 arrangement of microtubules. Cilia and flagella are slender, hair-like structures that extend from the surface of cells and are used for movement. They are composed of microtubules, and flagella typically feature a 9 plus 2 arrangement of microtubules. 29. Know the four major types of eukaryotic cells, animal, plant, fungi, and protists. 30. Describe how cell within bacterial cells differ from those in eukaryotic cells. Bacterial cell walls are composed of peptidoglycan, while eukaryotic cell walls, if present, are composed of cellulose, chitin, or other materials. 31. What is the extracellular matrix made of? The extracellular matrix is made of glycoproteins and fibrous proteins. 32. Know the major function of integrins. Integrins are membrane proteins that act as a bridge between the extracellular matrix and the cytoskeleton and are involved in cell signaling, adhesion, and migration. 33. List the three major types of cell junctions. State the major function of each. The three major types of cell junctions are tight junctions, desmosomes, and gap junctions. Tight junctions create a watertight seal between cells, 
preventing substances from leaking through the space between cells. Desmosomes anchor cells together and help resist mechanical stress. Gap junctions are channels that allow small molecules and ions to pass directly from one cell to another, enabling cells to communicate and coordinate their activities. 34. List two types of communicating junctions and the cell types in which each can be found. There are two types of communicating junctions, gap junctions and plasmodesmata. Gap junctions are found in various cell types such as cardiac muscle cells, smooth muscle cells, and some types of epithelial cells, while plasmodesmata are found in plant cells, specifically in the cell walls between adjacent plant cells. Chapter 7 Starting Now List the four major components of membranes. Membranes are primarily composed of four major components, which are phospholipids, cholesterol, proteins, and carbohydrates, the latter being present in some types of membranes. 2. Describe the fluid mosaic model. The fluid mosaic model is a description of the cell membrane as a flexible bilayer of phospholipids with embedded or surface proteins, where the individual components are in constant motion and create a dynamic, adaptable structure. 3. Know the structural features of all phospholipids and be able to identify them from a chemical structure. Phospholipids are a type of lipid molecule that make up the main component of cell membranes. They consist of a hydrophilic head region, which contains a phosphate group and is polar, and a hydrophobic tail region, which is composed of two fatty acid chains and is nonpolar. The polar head and nonpolar tails make phospholipids amphipathic, allowing them to form the lipid bilayer of cell membranes. In a chemical structure, phospholipids can be identified by the presence of a phosphate group and two fatty acid chains. 4. Know three factors that influence membrane fluidity. There are three main factors that influence membrane fluidity, temperature, lipid composition, and cholesterol. Five, be able to identify whether a depicted fatty acid is saturated or unsaturated. Saturated fatty acids have a straight hydrocarbon chain with no double bonds, while unsaturated fatty acids have one or more double bonds that introduce a kink in the chain. Therefore, if a depicted fatty acid has a straight hydrocarbon chain, it is likely to be saturated, whereas if it has one or more kinks in the chain, it is likely to be unsaturated. 6. List various functions of membrane proteins. Membrane proteins perform a variety of functions, including transporting molecules across the membrane, receiving and transmitting signals, anchoring the cell to its environment, catalyzing chemical reactions, recognizing and binding to specific molecules, and maintaining membrane structure and stability. 7. Know what peripheral membrane proteins, transmembrane proteins, and integral membrane proteins. Be able to identify them from an image. Peripheral membrane proteins loosely bind to the surface of the cell membrane and are involved in cell signaling. Transmembrane proteins span the entire width of the membrane and act as channels or receptors. Integral membrane proteins are firmly bound to the membrane and play various roles including transport and signal transduction. In an image, peripheral membrane proteins are found only on one side of the membrane, while transmembrane and integral membrane proteins are embedded within the membrane. Eight anchoring molecules bind to proteins and insert nonpolar regions into the membrane to help to hold peripheral membrane proteins near the membrane. Nine, explain the similarities and differences between an integral membrane protein and a transmembrane protein. Integral membrane proteins and transmembrane proteins are both types of membrane proteins that are embedded within the cell membrane. The main difference between them is that transmembrane proteins span the entire width of the membrane, while integral membrane proteins may not. 
Both have hydrophobic regions that interact with the hydrophobic interior of the cell membrane to anchor them in place. 10. Define diffusion. Diffusion in a biological sense is the passive movement of molecules or ions from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration, down their concentration gradient. 11. Define solvent. A solvent is a substance, usually a liquid, that is capable of dissolving or dispersing one or more other substances to form a homogeneous mixture. 12. Define solute. A solute is a substance that is dissolved in a solvent to form a solution. 13. Define equilibrium. Equilibrium refers to the state in which there is no net movement of molecules or ions between two or more compartments, as the concentration gradient across them has been eliminated. 14. Define osmosis. Osmosis is the passive diffusion of water molecules across a selectively permeable membrane, from a region of low solute concentration to a region of high solute concentration. 15. Know the net direction of movement of solutes due to diffusion. The net direction of movement of solutes due to diffusion is from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration, down their concentration gradient. 16. List three factors that affect how molecules move across the membrane. Be able to describe how each factor influences the likelihood that a molecule will cross the membrane. Molecule movement across the membrane is influenced by size, charge, and lipid solubility. Larger molecules have a harder time passing through the small pores of the membrane, while charged molecules may have a harder time passing through the hydrophobic interior of the membrane. Molecules that are more lipid-soluble have an easier time passing through the hydrophobic interior of the membrane. 17. Define chemical gradient. A chemical gradient refers to the concentration difference of a solute between two adjacent regions, leading to a net movement of the solute from an area of higher concentration to an area of lower concentration. 18. Define electrical gradient. An electrical gradient refers to the difference in electrical charge between two adjacent regions, which can influence the movement of charged particles, such as ions, across the membrane. 19. Define membrane potential. Membrane potential refers to the separation of electric charge across a cell membrane, which is generated by the uneven distribution of ions between the intra- and extracellular environments, and which can be used by the cell to perform various functions, such as signal transmission and energy storage. 20. Explain what it means for a membrane to be selectively permeable. A selectively permeable membrane is one that allows certain substances to pass through while restricting the movement of others. In other words, it selectively allows certain molecules or ions to cross the membrane based on their size, charge, or other properties, while preventing others from doing so. Twenty-one. Explain which types of molecules can cross the membrane most easily. Small, nonpolar molecules such as gases, e.g. oxygen and carbon dioxide, and lipids can cross the membrane most easily. They are able to pass through the hydrophobic interior of the membrane without the need for transport proteins or other mechanisms. 22. Define facilitated diffusion. Facilitated diffusion is a passive transport process that uses transport proteins to facilitate the movement of specific molecules or ions across the membrane from an area of higher concentration to an area of lower concentration without the need for energy input. 23. List the two types of proteins that help move molecules across the membrane. The two types of proteins that help move molecules across the membrane are transporters, also known as carriers, and channels. 24. State the advantages and disadvantages of ion channels versus protein transporters. The main advantage of ion channels is their speed, 
as they can allow a large number of ions to cross the membrane quickly. The main disadvantage is their lack of specificity, as they only allow a specific type of ion to pass through. In contrast, protein transporters have high specificity for the molecules they transport, but they are generally slower than ion channels. 25. Explain the differences between active and passive transporters, uniporters versus coupled transporters, and symporters versus antiporters. Active transporters require energy input to move molecules or ions against their concentration gradient, while passive transporters move molecules or ions along their concentration gradient without the need for energy input. Uniporters transport a single type of molecule or ion, while coupled transporters can transport multiple types of molecules or ions simultaneously. Symporters transport molecules or ions in the same direction, while antiporters transport molecules or ions in opposite directions. 26. Describe the function of the NaOSK plus pump. The Na plus K plus pump is an example of an active transporter that uses energy to pump sodium ions out of the cell and potassium ions into the cell. 27. How many molecules of sodium are exported and how many molecules of K are imported? For each cycle of the Na plus K plus pump, three sodium ions are exported from the cell and two potassium ions are imported into the cell. This results in a net loss of positive charges from the cell, which helps to maintain the resting membrane potential. The pump works by using energy from ATP hydrolysis to change the conformation of the protein, allowing it to alternate between binding sodium and potassium ions and then moving them across the membrane. 28. What type of transport protein is the Na plus K plus pump? The Na plus K plus pump is an example of an active transporter protein which uses energy from ATP hydrolysis to move ions against their concentration gradients. Specifically, it is a P-type ATP paste that undergoes phosphorylation and dephosphorylation cycles to change conformation and transport ions across the membrane. Alpha helices are the most common type of secondary structure found in transmembrane proteins. 29. What is a beta barrel? A beta barrel is a protein structure commonly found in the outer membranes of bacteria, mitochondria, and chloroplasts that consists of several beta strands arranged to form a barrel-like structure. 30. Define isotonic. Isotonic refers to a solution that has the same concentration of solutes as another solution, resulting in no net movement of water across a semi-permeable membrane. 31. Define hypotonic. Hypotonic refers to a solution that has a lower solute concentration compared to another solution, often the cytoplasm of a cell. When a cell is placed in a hypotonic solution, water moves into the cell causing it to swell and potentially burst. 32. Define hypertonic. Hypertonic refers to a solution outside of a cell that has a higher concentration of solutes than the cytoplasm inside the cell, which can result in water leaving the cell and causing it to shrink or shrivel up. 33. Define aquaporins. Aquaporins are a group of transmembrane proteins that facilitate the transport of water molecules across cell membranes, thereby playing a critical role in the regulation of water homeostasis in various biological systems. 34. Explain how a blood cell would be affected if placed in an isotonic solution, a hypotonic solution, or a hypertonic solution. If a blood cell is placed in an isotonic solution, where the solute concentration is equal to that of the cell, there would be no net movement of water across the cell membrane, and the cell would remain unchanged. If a blood cell is placed in a hypotonic solution where the solute concentration is lower than that of the cell, water would move into the cell, causing it to swell and potentially burst, hemolysis.
If a blood cell is placed in a hypertonic solution where the solute concentration is higher than that of the cell, water would move out of the cell 